Today is December 2nd, 2022. Um, I sound low quality today. Well, that's okay. Yeah, it's alright. I'm not wearing headphones either. <laughs> how important that is. Like, It's like we're stepping... Every time I'm like on this shit, uh-huh. the headphones really just like make it feel like we're on a cloud just mm, talking. Yeah, you know? yeah. But we're, we're here anyways. Yeah, and I think also, um, like, when I saw you on Zoom when we tried to do that with Midjourney, like, it didn't feel right to, like, see you for some reason. <laughs> you yeah, know? I felt weird. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you're really deep into this thought, yeah. podcast, you want to forget that the physical realm exists. Yeah, exactly. Because distance, seeing you, like, reminded me of the distance. That we exactly. Had, that we actually had, so. Exactly. But... I feel like I get to ask you the question today first, and uh, I know you're back in Merced, but Cal, how how are you doing? Yeah, I sort of fell into a little bit of a FOMO moment. I, it's Friday, and every time it's Friday, I just feel guilty if I stay in. So there was a few things going on, and I was looking for someone to do something with, and I just really didn't find anyone who was available. Or, I mean, people may have already had plans made. And uh sort of just made me sad. So, I was like, I'm just going to go home. So then I just went home. <laughs> it's simple. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I'm also eating a bit, if that's okay. Dude, eat it up. Eat it up. It, it's uh, It's nice to be home, though. Like, I instantly just feel stress-free. It's crazy. Berkeley <sighs> puts me in a puts me in a state of mind, man, where I just Really? I just constantly feel guilty, obligated, and stressed about my use of time. And when I'm here, I can just waste a day away and it feels nice and relaxing. And I'm not guilty whatsoever. But something about Berkeley. And that obligation, it's it's most of the time if if right like most of the time it's about being with other people finding other people right exactly yeah yeah man that's that's always what it's what it's about for me it's like uh, using my day like the the best possible thing i can be doing is like making new friends or impressing people or networking or trying to like you know do things that will honestly in my weird world make me cooler that's how I look at it. Um, and I wish I didn't feel that way. Like, I wish... Oh, I wish Friday could roll around and I could just, like, watch a movie in my bed and feel good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you feel any of that sort of guilt slash obligation when, when, when the weekend rolls around or even just throughout the week. You know, I well, I was going to bring up this point about how I felt like for a a good chunk of time now, I've always been like in a state of admiration towards your ability to make friends or not just ability. Cause I think we all, <coughs> we all have like an ability to make friends, but your drive towards it. Right. Mm. I feel like for me, it has been quite the opposite. Um, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm not going to disagree that I feel like I have a want for friends. Um, but I think the reason why this want is here is m- more because I want to matter to someone, you know, Mm. um, 
I feel like a lot of things matter to me. And I think I've been growing that, excuse me, that, <laughs> that list of things that matter to me. But I, 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 you know, I have this urge and this need and this desire to matter to someone else and to feel like I matter to them. <laughs> and I think sometimes that kind of convolutedly kind of appears as a, as a want for like a, a really intimate relationship which I think is faulty and frankly is like informed by a lot of excessive hormones and probably pornography. Um, but if I were to what, the, want for a, the want for a intimate relationship, I think, so. well, I think, <laughs> I think I confuse the two a lot, this idea of wanting to matter to someone. And then also kind of, I guess the act of intimacy being an expression oh, of that. But I think, Oftentimes, that idea of intimate intimacy is is con- convoluted, if not straight up toxic, um, and it's not something that like I actually fully believe in. Because I I I, I want to be in a place where <coughs> I think lovemaking should be. <coughs> excuse me. Like I want to be in a place where to think about lovemaking as someone something that you almost do out of not even out of pleasure, but out of just genuine love for someone mm. of, of extending yourself for like somehow, you know, that by making love with them, you are growing their spirit or that you are contributing to their spiritual growth. Like if yeah. you can somehow be doing that instead of like doing it because it will make you feel better or doing it because it feels good. Um, I mean, I, I really would like to be in a place like that. Um, and I think these thoughts of intimacy do not, are not stemming from that feeling. It's stemming from feelings of I want to feel good. I want to, I want to be someone that feels good, right? Yeah, um, and I think um, when early earlier this year, I mean, crazy how this year is ending. Earlier this year, I um, that was one of the most validating feelings, David. Like meeting Maya and Gabby and like all these people our relationship was literally built on the idea of like needing each other. Yeah. And like, yeah. like, like Maya would constantly tell me like, Oh, like if you didn't hang out with me today, like I would have hurt myself. Like Jesus. one, how did, how did I not see a red flag? That, just like, well, yeah, that I was, yeah, I was in a state of illusion, but, um, and then two, like, like Ethan also, would just be like dude i don't know what i'd do if you were my friend like i'd just be sitting at home like all yeah, those that, that shit's intoxicating like, all that stuff just made me feel so important dude and um and then i guess now i'm just sort of coping with this idea that like there is not a single person in berkeley that needs me like my relationship with leilani is it, it's not built on need whatsoever you know like we want to see each other obviously but you don't need to, neither with Nathan. And um and it it's it's the healthy it's the healthy thing. Those those relationships I have with Nathan and Leilani will never end badly. Um but at the same time I feel like I am lonely. Yeah. Man, you are hitting on a lot a lot a lot of similar notes but i will say i mean i'll preface this with this um what are your thoughts on 
things like codependency and interdependency. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Oh, it's weird. Like, my heart sort of likes the idea, um, but my mind knows that those relationships built upon that, it just won't end, right? It just won't end. It, it just will end, you know. Um, and like, honestly, dude, I just can't like keep getting ghosted by people that I thought I loved. And so I just am avoiding relationships built on any sort of toxic dynamic. But, but I, but I will admit it's enticing, you know, it's, it's every time I, I meet someone who, who were like dependent on one another. It's like, ah, you'll never leave me. <laughs> And I'll never leave you because we can't exist without each other. And and man, to like just secure that void being filled is an amazing feeling. I, I, I just have to admit that, you know? Mm, and I think it's right, not only right, but also necessary to admit how good it feels. Because I think if we don't, if we just say, you know what? Nah, it's just toxic behavior. Let's ignore it you will ignore the fact of how you respond almost out of your control to how yeah. good it feels, how good it feels to, to have your worth and your value be said by someone else so that you don't have to second guess it. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. how much can we ever convince ourselves of our own value? Right. As much as they always say, you know, only you dictate your own value. Right. Like I think in a way that's an ignorance phrase because we know that it's, always always easier to believe someone else than to believe ourselves um, yeah it's easier to believe in someone else than it is to believe in ourselves mm -hmm. because we know ourselves the most compl complexly right we know how often or how convincingly we can tell ourselves a lie so how do we know that this isn't a lie too that we are worth something mm. but when someone else says it you can't you you don't have the information to dispute them yeah um, yeah, but I, I also want I genuinely want to say and, and I will try and like explain I guess my where I'm at with this too but I think it's something I, I've personally known about you for a while um, this kind of idea of of treating your connections as something so integral to your self-identity and maybe like I think also self-worth right um, like the way you would talk about your friends I, I mentioned this before like every single one of them um every single one i think without fail has always been described to almost as if they were like the messiah like second yeah. coming of jesus level amazing brilliant talented smart funny talkative introspective um just best human on the earth and i think part of that is 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 that kind of the sublime rubbing off of them onto you and one i mean we've talked about this a bit a bit a bit about this right like Oh, wait, actually, in what context? This idea that, like, you look for the things that you don't have in other people. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, and I think it's it's hard. It's, it's hard to sometimes see how much you attach yourself to these people that you meet. These people that almost become mythological heroes in your mind within a day or two of knowing them. Um. It's hard because, you know, when they do, if they leave your life, 
it's that much more devastating. And 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 I I I'm not in that position to be able to know if they are a good friend to you. you know? Yeah. And you know, yeah. looking back on it, I I will say like as as in the times where I've known you and Ethan, um, really seen you guys interact, there's deep love there, right? No one can deny it. There's deep yeah. love there, but there was also I feel like a level of incongruity. It felt like Ethan was in my eyes, at least, in certain aspects, was using you um, and really, really relying on your companionship and loyalty. Um, It's hard for me to use these strong words because I I think it's easy to use these strong words to mask beautiful, strong feelings of love as well. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, these small things are beautiful. yeah, the relationship was undeniably toxic in many ways. And really? I've come to the same realizations that you just mentioned, like, but you just don't see it as a problem in the moment until you don't see it as an issue until you're ghosted, you know, until yeah. you just like haven't heard from Ethan two weeks. And then you start thinking like, wow, like our relationship just wasn't healthy for either of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think I think the stronger the tint of the rose-colored glasses is because the more we don't want to see errors, and I yeah. think when we don't want the, those times when we don't want to f- see errors, is a time we're most desperate for said friendships, mm. right? Where we're desperate, and 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 I it's it's hard for me to see you in that state of feeling lonely in the sense that you feel like you may not have anyone out there that can validate your self-worth the same way that you've been at least able to part partly for a time with people like Ethan and Maya and and feeling needed, right? Man, it's a shot of heroin. How strong. My goodness. It it truly was like, I just read back on journal entries. Uh, April was sort of the peak of like this, like, happiness this like feeling of being needed my god dude it it was incredible like i just the way i wrote about that time that's when i literally just told my therapist that i didn't need sessions anymore i was like everything's great because because i had worked on everything besides relationships like i just hadn't had that wake-up call yet and so i was i never worked on relationships with my um with my therapist whatsoever and I was like coming out of this depressed state and then I just made all these friends and uh, and now I've had to learn a lot about what it means to have a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy that like we've had this incredibly healthy relationship w- without really knowing the rules. You know, mm-hmm. like we've just been, we just improv our whole friendship for years and it just was great, you know. Um, I mean, aren't most friendships improv? I don't know if you plan any of yours. Well, now I do. Mm. Now, now if I see something, oh, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, intentionality. If I see, see, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, planning isn't the right word, but yeah, if I see toxic behavior early on at this point, I just can't do it. Mm. I just know how it will end. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm. So, I guess it's just like, well, how do I make friends now? (laughs) You know. Mm. I don't know. 
but yeah, yeah i'm I, i'm in a tough position i'm not gonna lie i i've i've been trying to like work my way around this but like you know for for, for a moment i wanted to say something around the lines of like hey it, it really feels like i i hate <laughs> to hear it's hard to hear when it feels like you're lonely because there's no one there to maybe in the moment say what you're worth yeah. Because, I mean, from my perspective, right, there is so much of your worth out there. Um, obviously, it's just, I don't know if it's an easy place to communicate with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, <laughs> and in a way, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> in a way, I'm making this comment. <laughs> Damn, I have an itchy throat. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Cough it up. Yeah, dude. just gotta, really gotta let it out. But, um, Damn, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I was I was kind of implicitly making a kind of a judgment claim mm. that you should not seek this from friends as much, which I think <laughs> still could hold some validity. I think, yeah. I think almost everything that you've done since your time in Berkeley has been revolved around friendships. Even like your personal piano stuff, right, has been kind of around the idea that you can perform this with other people and impress them along with them, right? But like, I don't know of like any projects that speak to you alone, right? To you as a as a as a as a concept, um, to the things that you want. Like, so almost everything that you do is of friends and i was making that kind of implicit kind of judgment claim and then i realized right like like that could that could be a calling right that could be that shoulder tap moment that it was for me about storytelling that you want friends you you want people to co-create the life that you want there is no such thing as a life that you create on your own it 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 is it is it's like writing music for six hands on the piano it's yeah. just not possible to play alone and that's what you want your life to and the, the, that's what that's what i'm saying like that's that's kind of the 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 thing that the assumption doesn't catch right which is mm. yes this is what you want in your life your life will forever be a six-handed you know score yeah. You can try playing and, and, it by yourself, but it, it yeah. But when I don't have the the four other hands, it's it's gonna feel lonely, you know. Well, so that's why I wanted to ask, right? Like these ups and downs, right? Are they worth it to call this to be your calling, right? This is what you feel comfortable saying that this is this is what you, at least for now, have been put on this earth to do. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't see it. I guess I just like. I mean, this is the question of my life, David. Mm. For being honest, yeah, like this is like one of the themes that has just stuck with me since like starting therapy. Yeah, yeah, and like I just don't. One, I don't know how I can say say no that's not the life i'd want to live no it's not worth it it's not worth it because i don't know if i can somehow change the way i perceive the world in order to just live alone and happy i've tried 
Like I've, I've really tried to just like be alone and happy. Like, believe me. And I just can't. I, I literally just can't. Like, I can for a little bit. But if I go three days, three days without saying a word to someone, like, it it, it just slips exponentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't just start with, like, oh, man, I feel a little rough today. Like, I just instantly go into this, like, crazy train of rumination and it just gets worse and worse um so maybe that is uh something worth exploring more and i should probably restart therapy to talk about that Mm -hmm. because i feel like three days is a completely reasonable amount of time to not see somebody you know i mean so you're describing all of these reactions like precarious do you do you so like do you feel like this is something that's like not normal, right? Because, again, like, uh, like for 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 me, it would be n- pretty normal to not to see someone for three days. But that's simply how I've lived my life so far. And, yeah, and like yeah. F- like you know, and I guess I have certain things in my life that I have found as personal enterprises, right? From like drawing charcoal and reading poems, mm. right? These things, and I can't ascribe this universally to everyone. It's something I re- realized as I was talking to you, because like, I, I think at first I was trying to say something like that of like, you know, what 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 are the things that make Cal just Cal, you know, mm. and the things that you yeah. you do just for yourself, um, because I my only fear is that like, maybe maybe there is a there's an aspect of like, as myself too, like I think I see most of the time my motive my desperate motivations to to like see friends often comes from moments of deep insecurity um, mm. or, or deep sense of lostness when it comes to knowing your self-worth and knowing your self-value and knowing your self-concept. Um, and like in general, those are not states to be in to make good decisions about relationships because mm. though that is when the glasses are tinted most red. You know, that is when you're willing to look past really anything, including your own health and safety for the sake of just getting you know yeah yeah and that's why i wanted to really maybe hone down on like what do you call healthy and then what you don't call healthy and then go from there and say well so how do you want to see friends as your purpose as your calling you know that's what i want to make sure that happened right yeah and that's that's like dude you're spitting fucking bars today yeah i guess so um uh, yeah and so so what does your gut tell you you know like you describe it with pre- precariousness right like oh this shit's three days it's crazy you know um yeah i mean for me it's like it seems no matter how hard i try to uh keep people close to me at all times um it's it's pretty normal to to go a pretty decent period of time without seeing anyone um and so because of that because that is my reality and probably always will be i need to learn to accept that and learn to ride that wave that's what i feel is like a healthy scenario i 
and I, and I don't think that going three days and and being pushed to like borderline insanity is is okay i i feel like i shouldn't like normalize that you know mm-hmm. um i don't think that is okay and i don't i don't have some kind of like philosophy to to back that up it's just sort of a gut feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> um that it's not right to, to to feel that way you know um mm-hmm. and i think those are important to follow those gut feelings because i think the gut feelings obviously take into consideration what is like socially acceptable and socially reasonable like three days without seeing someone yeah that's pretty reasonable in the social context yeah yeah and especially yeah the life i've lived and you know the fact that i go to a junior college with like a segregated student body and i work with only one person at a time like i really do go three days with like talking to like maybe like one person two people really yeah um you know, it's 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 not that my situation is bad, but but it's, it's just felt. that I, I I do not I do I don't come into contact with people unless I really try. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes effort, and and I have to like it, the people. I don't just see people along the way. I'll, I'll put it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I went to UC Berkeley, I'd probably run it. I'd probably see thousands to tens of thousands of people walking around on their way to class five days out of the week mm-hmm. and from that i'd be having interesting discussions and i'd be literally shoulder to shoulder with at least two people in every class mm-hmm. and that's just something that i don't experience um and because of that i do find myself being left out of like a lot of things happening on the weekend or plans or because i'm not in the I'm really not in the the know sometimes you know I'm living a completely different life than all these people. Um, and that's, and that's okay. Like, I'm not like complaining. I used to complain about that, but I've, I've dropped that and I've accepted my situation, but, but I have to now, I don't have to, I have to learn how to ride that wave, you know, the wave. I have to, I have to, I have to learn how to ride those waves because, um, they come and they come pretty consistently, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I do agree that I need to, I remember like very early on in this podcast, I asked the question like, what, what are the things that I would stop doing? And what are the things that I would continue to do if everyone on earth suddenly disappeared? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. And I, and I even questioned if I'd play the piano. Really? I even questioned if I'd play the piano, which is pretty insane when I, when I thought about that. And I, and I'm still unsure if I would continue to play the piano. Um, what would you lean to? Your gut? Well, I think about... Well, my gut tells me yes. Um, mm. And I also think about the time I spent in Hawaii. How I literally went 12 days without talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. I literally came back from that trip. And I couldn't tell you a single person that i really made friends with um so i i played the piano every day so maybe there's something there um i was playing the piano when no one was around so i guess it's a good sign Mm -hmm. but yeah maybe i I hate trying to think of hobbies on a podcast i've done that way too many times but i don't think hobbies can be thought of yeah that's something that'll come along 
I, I didn't think about poems at all before it came into my life. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you're writing poetry too. Yeah, that's that's something I'm excited to explore with you. And I think when we do when we do decide to go on a journey, um I think a lot I think a lot can I think a lot will be revealed to you in terms of how to make sense of all of this because I mean in it you have this complex complex assemblage of things like self-worth friendship it's these themes that I think I'm, I'm I'm trying to kind of navigate between the person who wants to simply share with you because I think that's the calmest way of accompaniment and someone who just wants to like tell you what I think yeah. But I also don't know if that's, and I personally don't think, if that's useful. Well, I think. Well, hmm. I mean, it it just depends why you want to tell someone what you think. You know, if 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 you're like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you just like to hear hear yourself, yourself talking. Talk, yeah, that's that's problematic. But if I feel like you you speak to people and you tell stories because you know that that just brings about more beautiful stories and more beautiful things to talk about, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the, the ideal. Um, but I also, that's what, it is. that's what it is. Talking to you is fucking inspirational, dude. Like literally every time I talk to you, I get off this podcast. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking in ways I have never thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I think that happens in conversations right regardless it's 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 a beautiful thing that we co-create you know i i haven't been thinking about any of this shit for a while you know and and the thing crazy thing is i think i'm going through it right now too this this kind of wrestling between alienation loneliness this this type of loneliness that you you're almost certain has no cure a type of loneliness that's like yes that that is where i'm at it's you. Yeah. You know that even like people that you want to hang out with, like probably yeah. won't cure it. Like there's no, just... no, no. Because like when I saunter back to my bed, like I know I'm just gonna be hit with it right in the gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so seeing that, right? <laughs> I think also there comes a time when like you believe in something so much, you may be willing to cross boundaries just to be able to communicate that to someone else. Right, even if you may not share the exact same worldview, or especially, or more importantly, where you come from, right? I mean, going through your, like, I can just imagine briefly some kind of reflection of like going through your little school years and making those certain types of friends through freshman year, and then sophomore year finding new people and feeling like you wanted to belong, right? And having that mediate so much of your relationships, how that, that can like mold your understanding of what friendship is what it means to need someone yeah seeing that right knowing bits and pieces of your story and knowing how different excuse me different they were from mine Mm. there's that kind of innate like like censorship at the beginning before i say any of this is like right like ultimately love can only be explained or expressed through the language of the self i can truly Mm. only ever speak from my quote-unquote perspective and that when we're lucky when we're beautifully lucky and gift gift given and blessed in those moments when the other person just so happens to have the same language or just so happens to have the same word that exists in yours 
And so that when you do express it through the self, these strong beliefs that you have, they can receive it. And when they don't, it should not be a tragedy, right? It's the sharing itself that was beautiful. So that's why, yeah. Jesus, David, you're fucking... I don't know. It's also like four. It's also like four a.m. where I'm at, right? So there's there's a lot of like sad boy hour thoughts for sure. You're in like a you're in a half dream like state right now, bro. Probably that's that's I I mean that's probably the case. I'm like half half dreaming right now, and that's what's coming out. Um, so so okay, so with all that prefaced, right? I will share with what I think, which is that there is so much of you so much of you that I feel like you you put aside to satisfy your concerns of self-worth with other people. There are so many sides. So many sides that I frankly will probably never know because they're not meant to be shared with me. They're meant to be experienced on your own. And and I really hope that our journey um, to the Black Beach and stuff will, will help you show that because I I think... I think you can only believe in what you see sometimes, right? And when you don't see what you truly can bring the ta- to the table for yourself, you will keep on going with friends and, and seeking validation from them. Hmm. And I think, yes, one of the last hardest places to find belonging is yourself. It is one of the hardest places to ever call home because it's also the place that has done you the most harm it's also the place where you've cried the most it's the place where you've felt angry the most all the times actually literally physically hit myself yeah you quite literally hurt yourself and so 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 how could you ever find belonging in in someone that that damaging to you and yet truly the only person that can ever truly love you perhaps you know maybe maybe that's a bit too far but but yeah and so i think i think seeing your quest to go and be with friends and find friends and finding belonging in others which i think is crucial not only to myself but i because th- i feel that deeply too like belonging in others feeling this immense ecstasy when someone says that they're really happy to have known me. Yeah. As if like, like it, it almost is the closest thing that comes to someone giving you an answer for the meaning of life. Literally. Like it, it gets you there and that's why it feels so relieving to know that honestly, like honestly, if I were to die today, as much as I would have lost in terms of experience, that right there would be one of the things I would take with me as a positive to explain whether or not I was worth living. Yep, me too. And I think I think when we come across that, it's it's like a gold miner finding his first piece of gold and being able to feed his family finally. Like that shit, that shit is soul. You know, it's it's it feeds the soul. But you know, feeding is as much attached to survival as it is attached to gluttony feeding and eating food there's such things as eating too much too and and i think in all of this pursuit of finding belonging in others exclusively you're giving yourself up 
you're giving yourself up and 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 I think I think there's balance in everything and I as much as I think it's possible to have a calling that's based around friends I don't I don't I don't know I don't know if that's worth giving yourself up I think there there, yeah. there are callings out there for you Cal there are there are purposes for you to to put words in that allow you to find worth not only in others, but also in yourself. Um, yeah. Got me giggly, dude. You are, um, yeah, you're tapped in right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I think this is a pretty good hour to do podcasts like this because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> when floating. I'm sitting exactly. I'm floating in the ether right now for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, I, I personally can't actually like remember besides um, Hawaii, that was pretty dope. But like, yeah, the last time you felt like you were, you did something truly just for yourself and you enjoyed it and we're happy with it. It's been a very long time. I, I find myself these days spending my time alone doing things like scrolling on my phone, unfortunately. Yeah. Or just waiting for like, waiting for Nathan or Leilani or all the other acquaintances I have to mm. like do something, you know. Yeah. And I I do spend a lot of time waiting, and I even put aside entire days of like potential to do things by myself, mm-hmm. just waiting, literally for someone to hit me up, mm. and that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think maybe this is another point. It's hard to see like you being hindered from being able to create for this world because you have to be caught up in relying on what someone else can give you in a moment. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like seeing someone having to wait around to just get a moment's high knowing that what they could be doing create art speech yeah you know all the things that i think you you have done so much and thought so much about to give to this world to put it all in wanting value and validation from others mm. Yeah, I feel it too, you know. I, um, yeah. And I think I've been trying to find, I've been trying to find myself in response instead of perhaps like upping my game <laughs> in finding friends, um, which is the other way to go, I guess. Um, and it's yeah, and, moments, and, for sure. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I know it would be interesting if I tried that approach, you know, instead of, when I feel lonely, I tend to text the people that I think would be available to do something. Would be to to see what spending time with me would have to offer for sure. Yeah. Um, it's just been a while, and then I have this weird feeling of just. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's sort of like. 
I don't know why I just shoot down the idea of hanging out with myself as if it just won't like be fulfilling before it even happens. So, it's, I mean, maybe it's not even about hanging out with yourself, right? Because that feels almost like self-medication, right? Yeah. Like, oh shit, I'll go hang out with myself, guys, to just keep this motherfucker busy. Yeah. You know, make him feel less lonely. I'll go take care of this right now. Um, it's I think less about that, right? I think it's about like, you know, like the last like last time you read something just because you wanted to read it. You know, I think reading is what is a fucking great way. Yeah. To just do something for yourself, right? Because like you're doing it so that you can read. It's a very quiet personal experience. It's not like you're narrating it for anyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah you make a good point i and i did feel it for a for a brief moment um when i uh, like i sat down at this indian spot um on my way to the climbing gym and i literally it was like a friday night and like lonnie and nathan were in town and i just knew i was gonna go out and so i like sat down and i read patty you know patty smith no i don't think so she's a she's a famous artist from the 70s and uh, late 60s and she wrote like the most incredible biography dude it is so good and she just talks about growing up and um, her early 20s in New York City uh, and how she became like a musical artist mm. and I, I was just I read I just sat there and had like the solitary dinner and read knocked down like half that book in that city <laughs> and um and it felt great um and i haven't done it since and i just gotta remind myself that that felt great you know yeah and you feel like that that was maybe a moment that you did something just a bit more for yourself yeah that was a moment mm. so not too long ago yeah yeah but um before that it, it was a while ago it was a while ago um but but yeah i, I think i'm good um yeah, you've helped me explore this idea. Mm. Mm. That's good. Mm. How long do you think you'll stay in said then? I'll come back on Monday. Okay. Uh, on Monday night. Just one three days here. Mm. Uh, just relax and hang out with uh, my parents a bit. And for some reason, why I'm I'm so good at spending time with myself in Merced. Mm. Like, dude, I don't. It, it's like when when the when the noise is turned off and there just isn't an alternative, I, I I love it. I love hanging out with myself. I love like we're taking my car out to snowing and just going on a hike. Yeah. But, but something it really is something about my environment in Berkeley where I just like feel like hanging out. Well, I keep saying hanging out with myself, but you know what I mean. Doing something for myself is just like not good enough. Mm. Um. So anyways, I'm just going to enjoy this time in Merced. Um, how are you, David? Didn't even really ask. Yeah, wow. I mean, today was an interesting day for sure. Um, I'll just say this part, and I'm curious to know your thoughts. Um, I was supposed to go to a concert with a friend of mine, Brian. Um, Rina mm -hmm. Sawayama, do you know this artist? No, I don't think I do. Yeah, fascinating artist. She's like, she's. I think someone wrote about her as like, like the future voice of queer Asian American pop, which I think is very specific, but I think 
for Brian at least, who's like really interested in Asian American identity, it was like a big deal. Mm. Um, and she has has actually has some banger songs that I think you should try to listen to. Just I'll, I'll just recommend one because I know more than one recommendation isn't really the point. It's "Send My Love to John" okay. by Rina Sawayama, and it's her. She's like thirty, right? Um, I don't think she had any kids, but like it's her. Her lyrics, so she's singing on behalf of a mother, who has a gay son. And is saying that she is sorry for having not accepted her, him. And that this is a letter to him. And that he may not forgive her, but send my love to John. His partner, assumingly. Mm. Um, and it's a beautiful song. And it's a song that, like, you ask, like, there's no fucking way that Rena herself have lived this. And yet somehow she can sing about it as if she has. Like, living as a mother who has mis misaligned or misguided her love to her only son who is gay and she did not accept based off of church teachings and that now after she has damaged so much all she can really do is sing this song write this love letter to him and say I'm sorry and send my love to your partner John so yeah it's pretty big big brain but regardless incredible um the concert itself i thought it was going to be me and brian going and then a few days ago he mentioned that oh um someone that he met on hinge um was going to join as well um and i was like oof okay um (laughs) in general i think that was going to be a tough idea because i I also have personal things that i want to plan to do with brian um Mm. like read some poetry set some intentions just be really mindful about it um and also then like well you know this this person coming would be like a de facto date right and i kind of have to you know be kind of operate on the side a bit so that was a bit confusing um turns out the person who came was great i mean her name is um uh cecilia uh, she's from wellesley or she goes to school in wellesley uh great person but in general there was just like this dynamic where i couldn't be close friends with her where like even if i wanted to get to know uh, her it wasn't yeah. my place to do so because this was brian's hinge day <laughs> um which was so fucking confusing and i was very frustrated with myself to not be able to connect with them more because i felt like there was this kind of unspoken spatiality where brian got to be closer with them and i should keep my distance um so that was a bit kind of rough um overall made a good friend and that's another thing like like normally if i if i had a great time with someone i would probably ask for their contact so that i can reach out to them in the future and i couldn't well at least i personally thought i shouldn't Mm. like ask (laughs) for their contact in the middle of their own hinge thing Um, not that i wanted like pursue anything romantic but like just to get to know them more and maybe to hang out with them again Um, yeah no that is a frustrating position to be in yeah, but ultimately, as I always am, I appreciate and embrace the spirit of serendipitous adventure. And that even though this was not planned, sometimes no plan is the best plan. Yeah, um, I agree. And so in general, I'm, I'm optimistic about these things and I don't get bothered pretty very much. So, um, yeah, good night overall. But damn, I've really been... 
I'd call Anna to actually fuck yesterday. Um, yeah. And low key, I was actually a bit high because I was, um, I was actually smoking a bit while coding my VR project. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, layering my whispers cause I was creating a whispering forest. So I was like mm. conducting my whispers. I was like sampling my own whispers yeah. one time and then like putting them in layering to make it That's sound incredible. like there's like eight or nine voices. And it was fun. It was really fun to create a project to do while you're in an altered state of consciousness. But afterwards I called Anna and I haven't really explained fully, like I guess my situation with Anna. Um, Not really. No. Which is that I feel I've just like almost like have wanted to move on um, because frankly and, and I'll, I'll say this all in its truest form at least how i feel to just let it all out and and one can judge however however they want but um i feel like i want to move on feeling like there are people here now who gauge my interest so much more and are so much more exciting to be around in right now you know obviously yeah. having the advantage of being in person and whatnot and and also just having just fucking and i hate how trauma works but just like random ass moments when I would be thinking about Anna and thinking about the tough shit that would happen over the summer and just, and I still feel like I've been mistreated by it and never really fully gotten around to like talk about what had happened. Um, because like there was just no explanation at the time. It was, I, I don't know. I'm figuring things out too, which I completely understand. It just didn't really help me, I guess, when it come, came to like resolution. Hmm. And so, and so it's been tough and, but I had called her just to catch up and, and I was a bit high too. So I guess I was feeling it a lot more. Um, but yeah, in general, I just, I felt like I missed her a lot. And I don't know. I don't, at some point, I think, I think the best way to think about this is to question myself. Am I really in a position to be able to love her, to extend myself mm. for her spiritual growth? Have I really contributed to her spiritual growth? And I don't think I have, I haven't loved her. Right, in that action-oriented way. And so, like me as this kind of young young buck who doesn't know who he is or what he's doing, frankly, like, who am I, right, to, to, keep, to keep this relationship going? Hmm. Right, and to... And, you know, I think it, it's easier for me to let go because I've had thoughts of, like, man, I kind of want to just, like, move on, you know, and find out what's what's out there go on hinge days myself you know that sounds really cool it is um, cool it is cool um yeah and i think if you feel this way it's it's important to 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 think about it and 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 then act on it uh, sooner rather than later i think the longer you deal with these feelings without actually discussing them in a healthy manner the longer like well the more like I hate to say, but resent will grow. So mm. it's, it's what you want to do, David. That's, that's really important. Um, you want to try to talk to Anna about, you know, the trauma you had to deal with or do you not? Uh, I was in a similar dilemma at one point. Really? I remember my therapist even called me out for it. I would go on and just sort of, I guess complaining isn't the right word, but I would just talk about Molly and I's relationship and a lot of it was negative. Mm. And then one day she was like, 
when I, I told her like, I've been thinking about wanting to move on and, and, um, and then she all, she was like, well, do you want to fix the things that are bothering you? And I was like, no, I don't. And so I've just been spending the last like two months complaining to you about the issues I have with Molly without ever trying or wanting to fix them. Mm. And, and, and when you're in that position, it means you want to, that means you want to break up with someone I've learned. Um, and I know that's like such a crazy word. And I remember when I first heard the word, the phrase break up, like my stomach would literally like churn at the idea of having that conversation with someone. Mm. But dude, the relief on the other side, it's, um, it's nice, you know, it's contentness and it's honesty with yourself and the other person. And that's the important thing. So I just don't want you to exist in a state of limbo with this person. And I know you love them. Um, and I know that you're feeling things. And I think it's just important to act on these things. Damn. This is your turn to spit facts. <laughs> well, I guess I definitely have some things to think about. Damn. Yeah, I, I, you probably don't have the answer right now, but it's, it's just, uh, what do you want to do? Like, what, what? Right, right, it, yeah. It, it just, it to me, it doesn't, to me, it seems like you have a vision of the future, um, maybe the near future, and, and Anna isn't in it. Maybe not in the way that she is right now, at least. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I also, I think, don't trust my thoughts to a certain way just because I feel like, it sounds so boring to say, but I feel like, <coughs> like social media and pornography have affected so much of like my ability to feel love and to fully embrace it. Like, no, this this is Anna has given me so much, and I'm just being a dick about it. Honestly, I I don't I don't think, especially I mean, don't think yourself as healthy. You know, right now, like I have proven time and again <laughs> that I've been a pretty bad friend to people of just not showing up or not texting and stuff like this. Um, I'm going easy on myself, dude. That's the fucking story. <laughs> story of my life recently is just going easy on myself. I don't think you can love by going easy on yourself. That's not the recipe for love. Love, love requires a commitment. It requires. Yeah, but remember the motto, David. It should be easy. I I don't think so. No. I don't think it should always be easy. No, 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 it shouldn't always be easy, but, but it definitely shouldn't be strenuous. Um, and it should be easy. It, it, it really should like, it's just impossible to, to, to know that or feel that if you've never felt it before. 
if all you know is strain in love, then that's your reality. But believe me, there is easy love out there. There is. There is. There is. There is. And and I say that a thousand times, like but literally all anyone knows, um, and this is a generalization, but is toxicity because you know, we live in a world with a lot of mental mentally ill people. Um but yes, love requires effort and energy, but it but it shouldn't be strenuous, you know? shouldn't be but it, sh- it but it does like don't get me wrong like it does require action and thought and and all of that but um but if you find yourself emotionally drained or exhausted um then and something's not something's not right you know mm-hmm. it's not the way love should be mm-hmm. damn well, well, I'm gonna fuck, man. I, I'm gonna have some. <sighs> well, we should definitely recap this episode because yeah, there's a lot, yeah. lot to think about from from both ends. I think. <laughs> but thank yeah, you, yeah, really thank you. Bombs on each other, so thank you for saying that, especially in the way you did. Yeah, yeah. we have wisdom that we co-create. You know. Yeah, I agree. I really I hope agree. we look back on these these times and be like, damn. You know, we were actually pretty good. We were doing pretty well for our age. Dude, yes. Like, I feel like this is completely abnormal for... Fucking 20-year-olds fumbling <laughs> around in the dark in life. Like, what the fuck, man? I think so, too. I definitely don't know anyone who's um, doing anything like this, but it's not important. No, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the bookstore tomorrow and whatnot oh and see um oh that's so good Alyssa, yeah yeah i'm excited to see her too yeah Yeah, she has a lot of she's that person who like gives you tough love when you need it you know dude literally she she gives the source of tough love yeah and and she's also just pays attention and Mm. absorbs life in a way that i really enjoy it's awesome yeah um guess we'll end it here before we hit an hour wait sorry i guess we'll end it here before we hit an hour damn that felt way longer holy shit but yeah um we'll call it here i mean damn if you if you listen to this out there listener in the void you you really got some bombs today so i hope you <laughs> i hope you i hope you take that somewhere you know i feel like damn yeah. this is some good content <laughs> and, and remember um we just started a Patreon as well. Oh, so right. Yeah. These bombs hit different than the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, they can donate on Anchor. Like, they can just link their spot. Oh, really? Yeah, they can Let's technically see. donate. But we'll see. We'll see if we get something. You know, um, that'd be cool one day if we'd be like, yeah, this is like, this is a 45-year-old podcast. You can, there's, no, there's no such thing as a 45-year-old podcast because podcasting hasn't been 45 years old yet. Um, yeah, no, we could, we could definitely... Unless, like, Joe Rogan outlives us, we could have the longest podcast ever. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that we'll outlive Joe Rogan himself. So, like, you know, there's there's at least that going for us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just got to stay consistent. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I don't know if we could ever monetize this particular one. It would just take the purity away. I agree. And I also don't want to because that means we'll be popular. And that means like this shit will be heard <laughs> more yeah, often. Be- like, yeah, that would be, be, be fucked, you know? I, I don't, Literally after every episode, we'd get, like, 10 phone calls. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, Like, I, I I want this to stay at around, like, 20, 30 followers. You know, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's literally a Finsta, but with strangers. Yeah, which I love. And, like, no one gets it, but I'm like, bro, it just hits. It just hits. It just hits, like, you know? I'm so you glad. Have yeah. You have to, like, it's it's... And it's just fun to remember that, like, oh, maybe there is an audience here. Yeah, you know? it's sometimes nice to break the fourth wall, you know? Yeah. It adds, a, it adds an extra layer of excitement, but... Yeah, it does. Um, you know, I also think that, like... Shit, what I was going to say, like... You know, starting this podcast was one of the few ideas that we've had that, like... Actually, actually, I think, honestly, the only one. The only <laughs> idea that we've, like... Because we've thought of a lot of cool ideas, but the, really the only one that has, like survived you know and i'm glad like, yeah. all the ideas that did it's this one yeah this is the best idea this is the ideas where ideas are thought of yeah yeah it's exactly it's the idea it's the yeah idea. i'm so i'm so glad we, we started doing this and it's so funny how we have like the molly wendell logo that's fire yeah just, yeah i forgot about that a good thing. yeah 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 and i'm glad that's actually the 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 cover is the only place that our name are actually on. Yeah. So you I, can't I search that. it, right? You can't search it with our names. You'll never find it through our names. You have to know the title, or you just yeah. fucking randomly find it. But that's less likely. Yeah, yeah. That's that that will if if someone ever reaches out to me ever and is like, dude, I've been following you guys' podcast for so long. I'd be devastated. I'd be devastated. Yeah, I'd be, I, I would. I would hit. I would. My I would fall to my knees and. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah. bury my face in the ground. Yeah, that would be bad. That... It would be just shame. I would feel shame. Shame and also like like nakedness. Like fuck, you saw me pretty naked to be honest. I don't know. If I Bro, no, no, you've seen me at my fucking worst. If you've listened to this shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I definitely hope no one I know re- listens to this ever. Yeah. So yeah. But with yeah. that in spirit, I think this has been one of the best podcast i've i've done in a very long time and i've received so much from cal here to to think about so yeah likewise likewise so with that being said i think i think this pretty much sums up what david and cal have been feeling on uh i guess for both of us now saturday december 3rd 2022 